sometimes, you know, I don't know if I don't talk to a lot of preachers, but I don't know if they do this or not, but uh, a lot of times the Lord gives us a message, and we got to first preach it to ourselves and get our own self lined up with the Word of God before we can preach it to others. And this message we was, we was preaching in our skivvies this morning, bathroom, and, um, and sometimes the Lord will give us a message the size of Texas, and, and then we preach like we're from Rhode Island. <laughs> That's how we felt last Sunday. But anyway, I don't know, I don't attempt to, I ain't going to try to preach that message over, but sometimes the Lord gives you a thought that's way bigger than you are. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I think my wife titled, uh, she titles my, me- she don't write my sermons, but but she titles my messages a lot of times. <laughs> and, uh, and it's usually something I've said in the message, because she don't take liberties, I won't let her. <laughs> I, I, so anyhow, uh, she titled a lesson, I think, Remembering the Name of the Lord. And that's a good, that's a good title because I think I said that several times. And, and that's what we need to do, right? And, and so uh, we, was, uh, we, was re- uh, we was just thinking about uh, a thought on our mind. And uh, lo and behold, when we searched it out, it's, um, it's gathering in the name of the Lord. And that's so... Uh, honey, I guess you could title that one Gathered, <laughs> unless the Lord would change what we're going to preach. But anyhow, um, I'm thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful for what He's done for me. I'm amazed so many times that, that He would choose to use me. I don't understand it, and never will. Uh, we failed Him much, but uh, we try our best. And um, uh, we listen to somebody. Um, I listened, well, it was... Uh, oh, I, well, I know, it's, it's not important, but anyhow, uh, you know, there are, there are daddy, uh, daddy called and mama sent preachers, and uh, we listened to a feller, and bless his heart, uh, uh, he just, uh, we just waited on the Lord to show up, and he never did, right, and, um, uh, the, but the only difference between me and him is, is that, uh, 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 that I, I come, and when I come to preach a message, I'm expecting uh, the Lord to show up, and He ain't He ain't never let me down yet. And I'm uh, I'm thankful that um, there ain't no good that I've ever done, and I, uh, that the Lord's been so sweet to me uh, that when He <laughs> when He sent His Holy Word, bless. Uh, bless your heart. Uh, I seen it for what it was, a love letter to Donald Hensley. And I, I knew I was undone and I needed a Savior. Bless uh, bless his holy name. And I, uh, because of who he is, I, I can be who I am. I, uh, the more I'm like Jesus, I, uh, the less I'm like myself. I, and I'm thankful that the word of God I, is as true, as true as it's ever been. I, that each and every one of us if we humble ourselves and as the Bible says gather in his name he'll meet us alright now you can turn there if you want to it says in the Matthew the chap, the, the 18th chapter 
I like what it says here. Sometimes we go outside. You know, it might be loud in here tonight. But you know what? How on earth did them old revivalists ever preach without a microphone? I seen somebody just the other day trying to preach and hold on to a mic. Praise the Lord. When the Lord shows up, Daryl don't need no microphone. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word was preached by holy men years ago. And they didn't need a mic. And I don't reckon I do neither. As long as there's breath in my lungs, there'll be strength in my body. Because the Lord God Almighty is the same yesterday. Maybe we all title that. The same yesterday, uh, today, and forever. All right, now the Bible says here. If you want to read, it says in the 18th verse of the 18th chapter. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, now listen, that if two of you shall agree on earth is touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of the um, all right now if you don't turn there you can turn over here in first Samuel in the eleventh chapter reading the eleventh verse we won't get this preached out we got a cough drop in our mouth it's hard to preach with a cough drop in your mouth even harder to preach coffee so you pray for us but it says here and it was on the morrow that Saul put the people in three companies and they came into the midst of the host in the morning watch and slew the Amorites until the heat of the day and it came to pass that they were which remained were scattered so that two of them were not left together did you hear that that's what the devil wants to do to God's children there is power but we don't need much when the Lord's in it. But when there be two or three gathered in his name, we'll be there in the midst. Just think about that. The devil wants to divide and conquer. He wants to do to us what Saul did to them Amorites where he pursued them to the point where two weren't together. Now listen to me now. There's been times and times past where people 
offend themselves. Heidi, ending of a Friday, we see where Elijah, he fought a mighty battle. Well, really, he didn't, but he showed up to one, and he was faithful, and he made an altar, and he soaked her down, and they soaked her down again, and again, and the fire of heaven fell down and consumed this in, consumed the altar, and the wood. Now listen, the altar, an altar made of rocks. Now that's power. And the people, they got an unction to do away with them prophets of Baal. What a great victory. Uh, that was uh, but we read a little further uh, and we find the prophet uh, there all by himself uh, he outrun a king uh, in his chariot listen uh, you think you've got a fast horse uh, I often wonder uh, and look I oh Ben uh, he's a teenager uh, he's my boss's son uh, and he's getting to the age uh, where he's going to be courting shortly uh, he's going to be joining of the youth group and we hold a horse for him no I'm sorry we hold a carriage that his father bought for him that's going to be kind of like me and your first car and we hauled it on a trailer Guess what? Nobody passed me pulling that carriage. As soon as I got there to the house, I said, Now, Ben, ever since your father has owned this carriage, there ain't been no Amish man past it. Nobody ever at all has passed it. And I expect you to see to it. No other army's carriage, because they're just like every other teenager. Right. Instead of fast cars, they like fast horses. And I don't know if his daddy's going to let him use the freezing crosses. If he has to use that old gelding, a halflinger, it might not be, but if he gets a hold of that gelding, oh, she's a little green, or he is rather. But I tell you what, uh, that horse can move uh, but as fast as it is uh, and though I'd like to believe uh, it's the fastest horse uh, in that Amish community uh, it weren't nothing uh, like Ahab's horses uh, and the Bible said uh, that old Elijah uh, he took out uh, and he beat the king uh, uh, listen to me now uh, when God gets behind his people uh, they ain't no Nobody are gonna beat you where God wants you to be, but you gotta follow Him. And you gotta be uh, driven by him. Uh, so we find uh, that Elijah uh, was there. 
And because of it, we've all seen what it's like. What was it? Which general said that fatigue makes a coward of us all. And I reckon maybe Elijah's experience I'm an ad. And the Bible says that he fell asleep. In a way, an angel woke him up and said, Eat because the journey is great. And he ate and he fell back asleep. I imagine it's the same angel. We don't know. But says the angel of the Lord woke him up again. And he ate and he went forty days and forty nights on that meal, only to find himself in a cave all by himself. And the Bible says that the world came to him. And first there was what was it? A whirlwind. An earthquake, and then there was a fire. And old Elijah said, Oh Lord, I was there, I seen the destruction of the prophets of Baal, but I only, I'm the only one there. And the Lord said, No, you are. There's 7,000. Listen to me, Elijah. 7,000 never bow, bow to me. But the Baal never cast that old dead wicked idol. Well, let me tell you something. The God that I serve is the same yesterday, today, forever oh Samson gather I don't know how he did it but the first chapter that has ever made mention of was old Samson boy he was a big man with a big God had a lot of weaknesses but I tell you what the Bible tells me that he catched or I don't know that he run down I reckon he trapped them most likely snared them uh, 300 foxes and the Bible said that he took a firebrand and he tied it between the tails of two foxes and he turned him loose upon the countryside of the Philistines uh, five, uh, five, three, 300 foxes going 150 different directions I would to God that he would take the Bible says that Jesus sent on two by two I would to God that me and you could go out on a journey and have the fire brand of God holding us together whether it be two or three God said that he'd be in the midst. Now listen here. There's a lot of people I think there's power in numbers so they're willing to come together and to agree to disagree. Well you know that's good on the things that ain't important. Yeah you might like red carpet and I might like green and bless your heart if I get outvoted I'm going to agree 
to disagree. But when it comes to the things that are essential to salvation, the Bible says, there be two that agree and they pray. Whatsoever they ask, God will be in it. And if there be two or three to gather together, in his name. Oh, ain't it wonderful? We can gather together in his name to remember his name. And when we do, the power of the Lord will come down. Do you remember? So there was Elijah. He was in the he was in the cave. And the Lord showed him. He didn't have to be a Friday of the whirlwind. He don't have to be a Friday of the fire or the earthquake or the king's horses. Bless your heart. Elijah already outran them. But now listen. We find where there was 11 disciples gathered together hiding behind the door wondering hoping fearing trembling what was going to take place and what was going to happen now since their sweet Jesus had been crucified oh I want to tell you something there's nothing that hurts worse when you're betrayed by your own maybe they thought and they expected uh, that sooner or later uh, that Jesus uh, was going to have a run in uh, with the Roman Empire uh, after all uh, he said he was uh, a king of kings uh, and lord of lords uh, oh but they never thought uh, that the Jews uh, that there uh, that they, they was uh, a lot of them uh, were devout among uh, of the Jews. Little did they know or did they think that their neighbors, that their friends, that their relatives even would turn in Jesus and hand him over to the to the to the Gentiles, to the Roman powers. But there they was wondering when the killing would be over. How far uh, this one that preached peace uh, was brutally destroyed uh, by the most wickedly devised uh, a form of capital punishment uh, that was ever thought of up until that point uh, and still yet to this day. Uh, oh, but I tell you what, uh, the Bible tells me uh, uh, Thomas weren't there, so there weren't 11, were there? Uh, uh, there must have been 10. And the Bible tells me that lo and behold, the Lord appeared. And the Bible says, He said, Peace be still. The Bible says elsewhere that as it were, He come through the wall. I don't know what they knew. I didn't know what they expected. But it says, if you want to turn there, I like what it says in the account in John. And it says in the 20th chapter, in the 19th verse, then the same day at evening before the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. 
And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. I don't know what their fears and their worries were all about, but they were in the midst. Oh, fatigue makes a coward of us all. How much sleeping do you reckon them disciples did between the crucifixion and the resurrection? They were hiding Friday. They were denying, not only hiding, but denying the name of Christ. And they found themselves in a little room. And then the Lord appeared and he said, what did he say? Peace be unto you. But the Bible says that they weren't glad until he shown them the scars in his hands and the mark in his side. I want to tell you something. Times are going to get hard. But our Jesus, he holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He was victorious over the crucifixion and the Roman cross. He was victorious over the Jews that betrayed him. And for that reason, we have no need to hide behind doors and within walls. Why? Because when there, whether there be two or three, if you gather in His name to remember His name, bless your heart, the Lord's going to deliver. Uh, and He'll, uh, the Bible, we listen to it in Sunday school, right? Unless you be like that kernel of corn and fall to the ground and die. Uh, the Bible says you'll be all alone. Uh, that's what the world's frighted of. Uh, that's why it was so appealing uh, uh, when old Zuckerberg uh, uh, come up with the idea of Facebook uh, and having friends. Uh, uh, that's why it appealed uh, to so many people uh, because we live in a world uh, that is more connected than it ever has been uh, and yet people uh, are more alone than they've ever been. Uh, and why is that? Because uh, they're unwilling uh, to be like that kernel of corn. Uh, they're unwilling to to die like Jesus Christ did but if we follow him to the grave I speak now in the spiritual we can arise in Christ Jesus we can be like him and be victorious over the obstacles in our life that's got us bound in chains to our sins never to be broke free from them until we die in Christ Jesus and raise a new creature. I'm thankful because here's the deal of the Lord you're afraid and the Bible don't say whether there be two or three I'll be in the midst but what do we got to do we got to gather in his name if there be two that agree oh what do we can we agree on can we agree that we gather together to remember his name and if we remember his name we'll remember his word and his word will change us and make us 
into fit subjects where we can be like him air foxes and set the world on fire. Oh, why? Because the fire of God will be between me and you and we'll carry it abroad. We can be like Saul instead of like the Amorites or the devil. I'm so sick and tired of hearing so-called Christians giving praise more to Satan than their Savior where they talk about being whipped up and tore down. It's time and our time that we don't allow the Lord or rather, we don't allow Satan to divide us to where there be not two together, but let us join together and know that the power comes in gathering in his name to remember his name. Oh, there are some people I think somehow that if we just can come together, all oh, that they've got these here 20 and 40 year plans on getting you saved. Listen to me. They don't care for your soul if they're laying out a 20 or a 40 year plan. Why? Because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Uh, we need to walk in the light while the light's here. Uh, if we wait, we might find ourselves in darkness. And in darkness, no man works. Daryl, I worked, uh, you say, but didn't you work for uh, decades of the night shift? Yeah, we did. And we was able to do that because uh, we had light. Uh, but there was a point in time uh, when people lived according to the cycle uh, of the sun. And uh, uh, in the winter, they slept more than they did in the summer. But guess what? In the summer, uh, there was more to do. Ain't that wonderful how the Lord's always worked that out? Uh, we was uh, We was listening. I can't remember the name and it's a big old long name because it's foreign language. But anyhow, I think, I can't even remember, I think Iceland is the, it's the most northern settlement. And they have, listen, they have, uh, they have 81 days of darkness. Can you imagine for a minute uh, that you got up and it's dark and you went to bed and it was dark? Uh, now that that's pretty bad, ain't it? Uh, well, could you work the night shift that? Yeah, you could. Uh, but now it gets so stinking cold up yonder uh, because it's within the Arctic Circle. Uh, 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 so then, uh, I think that, and I don't know that this is true, but uh, the land of a thousand people, uh, or what is it? Or uh, I forget what they say. A land of a thousand or, or three thousand people, uh, uh, the land of three million polar bears. Now think about that for a second. Uh, listen, if you was in the Arctic uh, and a polar bear was black, uh, uh, that'd be a whole lot better. Uh, uh, but they're not. Uh, they're white, uh, uh, just like the snow. Uh, and can you imagine uh, uh, being a jogger uh, in this little town? Uh, where for 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 80 uh, 81 year uh, 81 eight, 81 days uh, it, it, it never you never see the sun uh, and listen uh, why would you be wanting to jog because uh, we know uh, in order to out, uh, run a polar bear uh, you got to outrun whoever's with you you can't outrun a polar bear uh, especially if you're in the dark uh, and you're in whiteout conditions uh, it's quite amazing uh, we had an old science teacher 
And he was simply fascinated uh, uh, by this fact. Uh, if I heard it once, I heard it a hundred times. Uh, uh, you'd be coming into class, uh, uh, rushing in uh, uh, to beat the bell. Uh, and somebody, it was right after lunch. Uh, and he said, what'd you have for lunch? Uh, and they tell him what he, they had. He said, you realize uh, you can eat anything in this world uh, but the kidneys uh, of a polar bear. Uh, he said, they'll kill you. Uh, supposedly, there's some kind of enzyme. I don't know how they're any different than any other bear. I, I don't know if there's any truth to it. I, but I do know this. I, if all you got's a sharp stick I, and you're trying to eat polar bear kidneys, I, I'd say there'd be more than just the kidneys killing you. I, uh, years I've been a lot of people I, I no doubt died. I, uh, we was listening to old Jim Bridger of the account I, of Jim Bridger. I, uh, it is amazing I, uh, that first trapping expeditions uh, they said one in five trappers uh, died uh, and they, it's caused them savage Indians right? Uh, well yes and no uh, in several occasions uh, the bears the grizzly bears uh, and they's a lot thicker uh, than they are now in the buffalo uh, was just everywhere uh, there was more trappers killed by grizzlies uh, than there was Indians uh, uh, there's been a count where they would shoot a grizzly uh, uh, 20 times before they get it killed. Uh, uh, you imagine uh, uh, now living in a place where it's 81 days uh, of utter darkness uh, and now there's polar bears. Uh, would you go jogging? Uh, I don't think I would. Uh, I might get me a treadmill. Uh, I don't know that I'd want to jog when it's uh, a 30 below anyhow. Uh, it crystallized my lungs. Uh, but I want to tell you something. Uh, you can hide uh, wherever you would choose to hide. Uh, you can hide from whatever you want to choose to hide from. Uh, but when the Lord uh, speaks your name uh, the Bible tells me there'll be those uh, that'll run in the caves uh, and cry for the uh, uh, cry for the cave to fall in the mountains uh, uh, to fall in on them uh, how bad's it gotta get uh, to where uh, you're running a ca I can remember uh, going over there to Smittle Cave uh, just right in I think Wright County is where it is we went way back in that cave and we had flashlights and we all agreed to turn them off and you know what the darkness way back I forget how far we went it goes several miles in the ground but we was back far enough that when you turn the light off it's so dark you could feel it and if you wanted to play a little game with yourself you could say what if when I turn my flashlight on it don't come on and I tell you what uh, it make you shudder uh, in that damp cold place uh, because we was back far enough uh, that there would never be no finding your way out. Uh, well, listen, uh, the Bible says uh, that there is a place uh, created for the devil and his angels uh, but because man uh, has chosen rather uh, to live for Christ uh, but to live as the devil and his angels uh, that he has reserved a place uh, for 
for all that would reject uh, the ways of God. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, where the fire is not quenched uh, and the worm dieth not, uh, and yet it is a place uh, of outer darkness. Uh, somebody said, that's impossible. Uh, I tell you what, uh, just because you lack an imagination, uh, don't make nothing impossible. Uh, when you speak to the God of the universe, I don't know, I, I can remember as, as a kid, uh, seeing a feller, uh, he looked like he was fighting a swarm of bees. Uh, but it was a, it was a race car driver. Uh, I think it was the Indy 500, uh, and he uh, wrecked his car. Uh, and he come out of there, uh, and he was just swatting. And uh, 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 what the deal was was uh, uh, he was on fire. Uh, I think that's alcohol is what they use. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It might not have been the Indy 500. But anyhow, uh, uh, it was a race car. Uh, that burned on alcohol uh, and they said uh, uh, that when the, when the flames burn uh, uh, that you couldn't see them uh, but that was in the daylight I would imagine uh, uh, that you could see them uh, in outer darkness uh, uh, but the Lord tells me uh, 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 and I know this because I believe his word uh, uh, that the Lord uh, uh, before sin uh, uh, this world uh, uh, was perfect uh, but because sin entered into the world uh, entered into this world I don't know if sin itself uh, altered uh, the laws of physics uh, or because uh, because sin entered into the world uh, God himself took an active part uh, in altering uh, the laws of physics uh, but it changed everything uh, and it can change it again uh, and all he has to do uh, is speak the word uh, and this whole body the, the Bible tells me uh, that, and, I, and I believe I don't know if you do or not uh, it don't matter uh, the Bible teaches it uh, that it's going to be a physical bodily uh, resurrection some part uh, of this body you're looking at right now uh, is going to reign forever uh, with Jesus Christ uh, don't you reckon uh, he's, the Bible calls it a glorified body uh, not a glorified soul uh, not a glorified spirit uh, but he's going to give us a glorified glorified body. I, I know how sweet honey is. Why? Because I, I physically tasted it. I, and there's going to come a day I, when I'm going to physically experience I, uh, what God has been working on I, for over 2,000 years. I, he said, I go away to prepare you a place. I, and glory be to God. I, one day Daryl's going to see part of that. I, no, Daryl's going to see all of it. I, Lord willing. I, and I hold on to the everlasting Lasting, uh, ever loving hand uh, of God Almighty uh, and he told me and you uh, that he's going to give us a glorified body uh, but it ain't only going to be the redeemed uh, that's going to need a glorified body uh, but the Bible says uh, uh, that all that reject uh, the plan of salvation uh, are going to be bound hand and foot uh, and cast into outer darkness uh, and you too uh, though it might not be called a glorified body. Uh, we coined the phrase, uh, a glorified body. Uh, a body that's ever dying, uh, but not reaching death. Uh, a body uh, that'll be able to burn for eternity uh, and not burned up. Uh, so don't you imagine, uh, if God can do that, uh, He can make a fire uh, that casts no light. Uh, the Bible says, we was talking to somebody uh, this week about this, uh, where the worm dies not 
God and the fire's not quenched uh, where they'll be gnashing a tea uh, and what are they going to be gnashing on uh, they're going to be gnashing on me and you uh, and you them uh, if you would be so foolish uh, as to reject uh, Jesus Christ uh, as your Savior uh, oh and I'm thankful uh, not because of anything I've done uh, but because of what he done at Calvary uh, uh, that Daryl I can remember his name and gather in his name and find power and peace and joy unspeakable. Peace be unto you. And they said, what? Now the Bible don't say they said what, but I can imagine. How many of you, have you ever heard what somebody said and you say what? Because you, you heard it. It wasn't that you didn't hear it. It's that you're trying to comprehend it. Right? I can remember somebody just this past week, somebody said, oh, so-and-so's son, uh, his children got hit by a car. I heard it, but I said, what? And it was like, Daryl, you heard it. Why would you say what? It's just unbelievable. It's like, did I hear that right? Somebody's children got hit by a car? And I said, what? And they repeated it for me. They didn't say, uh, they, they was kind enough to not say, you didn't hear me? But they repeated it, and I said, are they all right? There are some things that are totally unbelievable, like Jesus showing up after being crucified. But this entity, and they're here all worried and affrighted and afraid and wondering what they're going to do, and they're hiding behind a locked door. And lo and behold, the man that deserted them, because no doubt that's what a lot of them, that's how a lot of them felt appeared before him, said, Peace unto you. Now, had he already said that, maybe once or twice, or as they drifted off in sleep, they remembered him there in the ship saying, Peace be still. And that, as they seen, and as they heard this, they're trying to get their mind around it. It was only when he showed them the scars in his hands and the mark in his side that they were glad. There's a lot of us that are running from God. Miserable, we see it. It's all over your face. You think you got it hid. We tell you about Jesus. We say peace unto you, but there ain't no peace. Why? Because you're not glad that the one that bears the marks of the cross that is raised from the dead wants you to live for Him. It's not that people don't have the capacity to believe. It's that people know and instead of believing, they would rather choose to do and to go by their own way. And then they say, I'm all alone. I know of one person in particular. I know for a, of a certainty for two decades, over 20 years, they have not been able to experience the unity and the fellowship between brethren because they will not die. And you're all alone until you die and allow Jesus Christ to give you life. Life, the Bible says, more abundantly. Let's get some song to sing. Have you come to Jesus? Well, yeah, when I was 
My mama told me I come when I was when I was five years old. Well, I guess that's nice for her to remember it, but don't you imagine something that wonderful you ought to remember? Don't you imagine that if you've passed from death into life, listen, I know I'm alive because, excuse me, I know that I was born, not because I remember it, because I'm alive. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I can remember, I don't know exactly when it was, but uh, do you remember? It, all, all stupid ideas come from, uh, from the university, but do you remember how they would have these big, long, drawn-out debates on whether this is reality? And that, uh, is this an illusion? Is this real? And how do you know it's real? And then all it took was somebody to say, well, I know that I was born because I'm alive. Well, how do you know you're alive? You know, when people start asking questions like that, you know, um, uh, they're, they're almost, they're right there to where, you know, they can't see the forest for hitting a tree at 100 mile an hour. It's not that they can't see the forest for the trees. It's that they've collided with a tree and, they're, and all that gray matter's everywhere. And how do I know that? Because they ain't using it. It's silly. Right? But, but how do you know? I'm thankful that the Lord has gave us a mind. Paul said, he said, nature itself teaches us that there's a God. Huh. And lo and behold, somebody discovered DNA and discovered that we're not a bunch of slime, that, our, that a cell's not a pocket of slime, but that it is an intricate machine designed more intricately than any machine devised by man. And that our strands of DNA, if you just get one of them out of sequence, oh, no, protein, basic protein, and the amino acids that it's, that it's made of, you simply get them out of sequence, and you're no longer alive. And to think that a, a man that lived most of his life in prison said nature itself teaches us that there's a God. And then somebody come along and said, well, I seen a moth on the side of a tree and it was, was white and now it's black. And so I believe in evolution. Nature itself teaches us that God in his infinite wisdom created an animal with all the building blocks within it to be able to adapt to whatever is thrown at it. And the Lord tells me and you, if just two or three, just two, just if, just Elijah and that angel that fed him two meals, if me and the Trinity... See, that's how, that's how you, you know, there's a lot of, well, we could get something done if there was just a few of us. I'm telling you, if you believe in God's word, it's not we need to get two or three. It's we need to gather in his name. It's him showing up that changes everything. Satan wants to divide us to where there ain't even two together. Right? But Jesus Christ tells us that if we gather together, me and the Holy Trinity, me and you and the Trinity,
me and you and your friend, and believe and agree, there is nothing that can't be accomplished for the Lord that needs to be accomplished. Notice I didn't say, we're not going to build earthly kingdoms, though the Lord has blessed many to do that. The promise that he's making here is for his kingdom. Are you willing to work? Are you, you know, we was thinking about this and we'll shut up. We was thinking about this. Just think for a minute. The Bible says that a man that puts his hand to the plow and what? And looks back ain't fit for the kingdom of God. Have you ever seen anybody plow a field? Well, to look and see what you've done, you don't look back. You look to the side, Right? The man that looks back ain't got to the edge of the end of the field yet to see what he's done. Do you comprehend that? See, all of us are going to get tired. All of us are going to get weary. But the man who puts his hands to the plow and looks back ain't fit for the kingdom of God because he is ready to quit before he even gets started. He's wanting to see what he's done by looking back, then looking to the side. He ain't made it to the end of the field yet. You know, you go out, well, you go up north, go out west. You can even go back east and north. And there, they have taken all the fence rows out. And there'll be a row of corn that's measured by miles. Didn't used to be that way. You never get a field plowed. Because a lot of times you plowed to the end of the field and you let your horses rest underneath the, the shade trees in the fence row. And then you'd go the other way, right, in the, in the, in the heat of it. But the man that quits before he even gets started ain't fit for the kingdom of God. But if we get tired and weary, we can find strength in Christ Jesus. Go ahead, Braden.